The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Dear Media IRL is back, and we're showing up bigger, better, and louder than ever. Join us on May 4th in Austin, Texas, for the ultimate live podcasting experience. Watch and learn from your favorite Dear Media hosts as they bring their insightful discussions from your headphones to the stage. Get ready to be inspired, entertained, and watch audio get a makeover. Tickets are on sale now at dearmedia.com slash IRL. See you on May 4th in Austin, Texas. Welcome to Real Pod. It's your host, Victoria Garrick-Brown, and this is the podcast where we hold nothing. Oh, so we're getting deep, huh? I really cried for 12 days straight. Why do I want to be perfect? There's nothing in my life that is perfect. Every week, I'll bring you honest, unfiltered, and eye-opening conversations to help uncover the real in all of us. I crave the type of content that you're talking about. I actually felt insecure. Oh my God, am I going to cry? Let me just unload everything. (laughs) (laughs) New episodes every Wednesday. Leave those filters at the door because it's time to get real. Okay, welcome back to Real Pod. Today I'm bringing you a chaotic life update because I felt like I was due for one. It is feeling like life is a little chaotic right now with all the travel and everything going on. And when I was trying to think about what to say and talk about for this solo episode, I had like so many different ideas. And every time I tried to choose one and then like make it be 30 to 40 minutes, I was like, wait, but I want to talk about this. I want to talk about this. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to do a chaotic life update. So strap in, folks. Here we go. First thing I want to talk about is just the craziness of my schedule right now. And I'm sure some of you can relate. It's like the year has picked up and we are now in full swing. We're out of the holiday break. It's no longer January. We're almost into March, which is crazy. Life is just back to the beat of the drum. The thing that I'm struggling with is I've tried to be very intentional about how I'm spending my time. And I don't know if that's something that's just coming with getting older or getting busier with work, but I used to be very like, yeah, I'll, I'd love to get a coffee or like every time I met someone, I'd be like, and we should get together. And I've stopped saying that because I don't want to get together. I don't. I don't. I don't have time to see you. And if I did, I don't want to spend my hour talking to someone who's like not in my tier one because I'm exhausted. So I've been really protective of my time. However, even though I've been kind of viewing every decision as is it a hell yes? Because if it's not a hell yes, it's a no. This is like my philosophy these days. And everything I look back on through the month of February was a hell yes. I literally look back and there's not something that I feel like I could have done differently to have had an easier month or to have traveled less. So then I kind of feel stuck because I'm like, all right, if this month was wild and I feel like I don't want every month to be that way, but there's something I could have done differently. I'm like, well, where does that leave me? And I'm trying not to freak out too much about it because I do think February was like an anomaly. The fact that Max and I had the Priceline trip to Tokyo in the Super Bowl, the fact that it was Cubby's Bachelorette, the fact that I had NBA All-Star Weekend with the hidden opponent and Adidas, which we'd been planning forever. Like 
the fact that the girls and I planned a Miami trip because months and months ago, we all looked at February and said, February looks chill. Let's do it then. You know, so it just kind of like all came together and there's not much I could have done to control it. So what I'm telling myself is I think that this past month has just been kind of a wild card, kind of an anomaly and that things aren't going to be that way. But I'm definitely looking ahead to March and being really specific about my time. And so I have like two trips in March, both to New York at different times. I know that's crazy, right? And instead, usually I'd be like, okay, let's go to New York and let's go a few days early and let's book meetings and let's book podcasts and like, let's make it a whole thing. And this time I'm like, no, I will fly in the night before I will be there for the day. And then I will fly home that night and I will spend like 38 hours in New York. And then I will be sleeping in my own bed on a Friday night. So I'm constantly just like taking inventory, assessing, and then like tweaking as I go so that my schedule can be just a little bit more livable because I'm craving consistency and I'm craving calm. And my calendar is the complete opposite. The other thing I wanted to check in on was New Year's resolutions. If you did or didn't listen to my episode with Obs and Nat, you can still listen. It's it's a timeless. It's a good, motivating, fun episode. But One of the biggest things that I said my goal for the year was, was to be better with kind of like the self-care routine regimens (laughs) because of the schedule. Even when I say the word routine, I giggle because it is so hard for a girl to have any routine with how much travel is happening. But I am proud of myself because I've been really good about the phone thing. I have not been bringing my phone into bed or using it in bed. So there's been no social media or emails or texts or work from my phone before I go to bed and when I wake up. And I'm really proud of myself because I just can't even believe that. Even this morning, it's a slower morning and I'm about to hop on the flight to Miami. And so I got to sleep in. And when my alarm went off, I was like, oh, I should go grab my phone and like cuddle into bed and read things. And then I was like, Victoria, wake up, brush your teeth, put on some clothes because you know that every single time you do stuff on your phone in the morning, No matter if it's a sleeping day or what, you just feel behind and you feel groggy and you feel lazy and that's not how you want to feel. So get dressed, go have your AG1 and sit on the couch and then go through your phone and do the things you want to do on your phone. So I've been really good about that. I will say it's been a little tricky because Max is not doing the same phone boundaries as me. And I talked about that on the episode with the girls and they were joking like, well, Max should do exactly what you're doing because what you say should go. And I said, I don't feel like I can do that to him. It's not fair. However, it's been kind of hard because, well, hard is such an exaggeration. It has not been hard. It's been an adjustment. It's been an adjustment because I want to connect. I want to make eye contact. I want to talk. I want to have dinner together. I want to sit on the couch. And if I'm watching a show, I want us both to be watching the show. You know, when we get into bed at night, I want us both to be talking and off our phones so that we have the opportunity to giggle and to, you know, have a moment of connection. And I can't do that when he is on his phone. But like I said, I don't think it's fair to him to tell him he can't be on his phones when he comes home at night because he doesn't get to be on it throughout the day. So where I've netted out is I've communicated this to Max and we have come to this place of, well, first of all, we had a little bit of an argument because he thinks we are connecting when we are in the same room. Like, I don't know if it's men in general, but they think if you're in the same room with them or you're in their vicinity, you're hanging out. Every morning we wake up, Max Max makes a joke to me 
and goes, oh, I loved hanging out with you for the past eight hours. And I'm like, we didn't hang out. We were asleep. He's like, I was with you all night. I'm like, but I wasn't conscious. We didn't hang out. We just disagree on that. So I've said, okay, can there be like two nights a week where we look at our calendars and agree like, okay, these are the nights where at 8 p.m. like phone's going to go away and then we get to hang out for the night. And so that's kind of where we netted out. And that's what we're doing. And so actually the first night I got back from my last trip, that's what we did. And then actually the night after I communicated ahead of time, I said, I actually have to work through the night. So tonight you can do whatever you want. So we're just communicating about it. The last thing I'll say on this is I think there's an opportunity for me to grow in being able to enjoy the moment and be independent without Max's attention or like his participation. So because we inherently have different careers, I mean, he's working two jobs. I work for myself. I have more flexibility. So I'm able to just have more of that downtime. So if there is a night where he comes home and he's like, I got to film these videos or I got to do this thing, I have to be able to say, okay, how can I have a great night by myself? How can I like do my own thing? Because it's, I've noticed while I don't think I'm codependent, I struggle to be alone when like Max is around. And it's because I like love him so much and I love hanging out with him so much that I would rather be with him than be by myself. So usually when he says he's busy, I'm like, okay, well, this sucks. I'm just going to sit and wait around. And it's like, I'm not optimizing that time because I'm waiting for him. And then I'm irritated that I can't be with him now. And then like I waste like one to two hours of my time where I could have found something to enjoy and make the most of that. So I'm trying to be better at when he's not able to hang or give me his attention to say, okay, what can I do right now that would make me feel happy and for me to make the most of this time that I have with myself? So I'm working on that. There was a moment in Tokyo where this happened and it was my first time of being like, okay, and like thinking to myself, what can I do? Maybe I can do my makeup really slowly and have lots of fun, like putting on the different colors and using my beauty blender. Maybe I can FaceTime a friend who I haven't been able to catch up with. Maybe I can get ahead on this thing I have in work. So I'm working on that. Anyways, we need to take a quick break because I need to tell you about today's sponsors. I just mentioned AG1. I am obsessed with it. I literally don't think I could have gotten through this insane month of travel if it weren't for taking AG1 every morning. I was living off of the travel packs. I literally count out the mornings I'm going to have on the road and I throw them in a baggie in my carry-on every single time. And like taking care of your health isn't always easy, but it should at least be simple. And I love when things are simple and straightforward. And that's why for the last I think it's four years. I've been drinking AG1 every day with no exceptions. It's just one scoop or one of their travel packs mixed in water once a day, every day. It makes me feel energized, nourished, strong, and just ready to take on the day. Each serving of AG1 delivers my daily dose of vitamins, minerals, pre and probiotics, and more. So it's such a powerful, healthy habit that's also powerfully simple. When I have AG1 in the morning, I'm like, okay, I've at least given my body this base of nutrients that I know is helping it and so good for it. So if there's one product that I had to recommend to elevate your health overall, it's definitely AG1. So if you are interested, start with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3 plus K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively 
at drinkag1.com slash realpod. That's drinkag1.com slash realpod. Check it out. D-R-I-N-K-A-G-1.com slash realpod. If you have not heard about Quince, seriously, please check it out. You're going to be blown away. When I first heard about Quince and I was looking at their website, I was actually shook because Quince offers a range of high quality items at prices within reach, like 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters, okay, cashmere from $50, washable silk tops and dresses, organic cotton sweaters, and 14 karat gold jewelry. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. It's seriously insane to compare the clothes that Quince offers with the clothes that we've all seen at some of our favorite stores and then look at the price tag and be like, wait, Quince is offering this for so much lower. It's become one of my go-tos for luxury essentials, but at more affordable prices. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Who doesn't love that, okay? So give yourself the luxury you deserve with Quince. Go to quince.com slash realpod for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's quince, Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash realpod to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash realpod. That's quince, Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash realpod to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash realpod. This episode is also sponsored by Cozy Earth. I love Cozy Earth. Max and I have Cozy Earth sheets. We have Cozy Earth pillowcases. I have Cozy Earth pajamas. I love their pajamas so much. I wore them on my wedding day and I gave them to my bridesmaids. So instead of the usual silk robe, I was like, no, forget about it. We're wearing Cozy Earth PJs because I'm obsessed. The sheet set that Max and I have is actually Cozy Earth's best selling bamboo sheet set, which is temperature regulating and incredibly soft. It was also named one of Oprah's favorite things in 2018. And it's now one of my favorite things in 2024. It just feels like every night is a five-star experience with Cozy Earth's responsibly sourced temperature regulating bamboo viscose bedding. And Cozy Earth stands by the durability of its products with a remarkable 10-year warranty. 10 years. So they're promising you a decade of restful sleep. Cozy Earth provided an exclusive offer for RealPod listeners today. It's up to 40% off site-wide when you use the code RealPod. So that's RealPod, all caps, no spaces, for up to 40% off site-wide at CozyEarth.com. This is an exclusive offer and seriously, don't miss out if you are looking for new bedding or sheets or just an upgrade. I am obsessed with Cozy Earth. We had them in our last apartment and then when we moved to the new apartment, I got new ones because we got a king bed. I'm obsessed. So once again, you can head to CozyEarth.com and use the exclusive RealPod offer, which is up to 40% off site-wide when you use the code RealPod. Enjoy and happy sleeping. Okie dokes. We're going to get back to the episode. The next thing I wanted to chitty chat about was a little check-in on being a former athlete. The reason is because I'm coming off of a really exciting weekend with a hidden opponent, which is my nonprofit founded to advocate, educate, and support student-athletes struggling with mental health. So if you haven't checked us out, do that on Instagram at The Hidden Opponent. 
And it was really special. We were there with Adidas leading workshops for a bunch of youth basketball players and helping them understand mental health so that they can be better prepared as they progress in their sports careers. And I was just kind of like for the first time in a high school gymnasium, hearing balls being dribbled, seeing kids run around and remembering what it used to be like when I played sports. And it's weird because literally the other day I was tweaking a bio that we needed to send somewhere. And I'm almost at this place where when writing a bio and describing like who I am, I don't even know if in a short, quick bio, if former D1 athlete makes the cut anymore. And it was so weird because I'm like, you know, I think everything is better in threes. Like Victoria is a blank, a blank and a blank. It's like you need three. And so when I try to pick three things, I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't even know if D1 athlete is making this cut anymore, which was really weird for me. And I don't know if you guys have seen that new trend on TikTok that's like, all that work and where did it get me? And it's like about putting time, effort and energy into something and then not getting anything from it. And I actually saw this girl posted a TikTok that said, playing sports my entire life for it to end on one random Saturday night. And then the sound goes, all that work and where did it get me? And like, it's funny. It's a funny joke. Of course, it's gotten every athlete so many things because of the learning lessons and the experiences that we've had. I guess I've just been really feeling more so like I'm closer now to this new part of my life where I'm this working, entrepreneurial, adult woman and farther from this college volleyball player. And, you know, it's just part of life. So I'm not super sad about it. It's like one of those cheesy quotes, don't be sad that it's over. Smile because it happened. And that's how I feel. I definitely think I notice my body aging and being a little less flexible and being a little bit more stiff and I miss playing sports because of just how it made me feel strong and also that it was fun. So I'm wanting to find a way to bring volleyball back into my life. And especially now that we moved to Santa Monica, we're closer to the beach. And I think I could probably join a few like little pickup games or groups. And I always say that. And you guys have heard me say that for years, but maybe now is the time. So I'm going to look into that. And I know people will message me and they'll say like, oh, there's a bunch of rec leagues, like adult leagues. And every time I say this, people will send those to me and I'll look at them. And I've looked up like adult volleyball rec league in LA, but I am just so competitive that I only know one speed. And that is like my experiences in college. And so when you do play college sports at such a high level and you just like do a pickup game with people who didn't play in college, there's just a big difference in competitiveness and skill and I don't know, vibe. And so I think it's also hard because I think what I want in my mind is like, I want to be able to go to practice twice a week. And like, <laughs> like it's funny because when I was playing, I would have never said, oh, I want practice more. But if I could have volleyball practice two nights a week, I would be so down. I would be so down. So I'm like, how do I create that? Maybe I need to create some sort of like high level competitive league for like the former like UCLA, LMU, USC, Chapman alumni. I don't know. I need to figure this out. But that's on my mind. Speaking of being in Santa Monica, 
Remember when I did my solo episode about making friends in your 20s and how that was really hard and I was feeling lonely and like I didn't have a lot of friends in LA? Remember that? Well, I feel like I now have a thriving social life, which is crazy for me to say that because I've just been so used to not having that, but also for it to feel like it's happened so quickly. We've only been in our new apartment for two months. Actually, it's about to be three. We've been here for three months. And I really feel like just the move of pockets in LA has made such a difference. And I want to share that because if any of you are relating, it's not like my advice is pick up and move because we only moved 12 minutes north. But we kind of looked around at where we were and we realized we feel isolated. We don't feel like we're in the mix. We don't feel like we're around and out and about where like the things are happening for people our age. So now that we're in Santa Monica, literally the first weekend, we walked to dinner and we ran into friends. And I just couldn't even believe it. You could have pinched Max and I because the whole reason we moved to Santa Monica was because we said things like, we want to be able to walk to dinner and we want to be able to run into friends. And that happened our first weekend out. And it's kept happening. And the people that I thought were cool and that I'd met around here, you know, they live here. And so we've been able to reconnect and we've been able to hang more. And I feel like when I look at like an open Saturday, I almost feel like I have too many people I could reach out to to hang with. And that's crazy. And even when I was talking to my therapist the other day, because of course I had talked in therapy about feeling lonely. And so now I'm telling my therapist, the next weekend I have free, I don't want to see anyone. I want to be alone. It's like she's laughing because it's just crazy how it's taken a complete 180. But I literally wrote in my notes here for this episode, social life, comma, thriving, question mark, question mark. <laughs> like, even I'm like, wow, I didn't think I would say that so quickly. If I had to give some advice on why things have turned around, I would say the closer proximity to the relationships I'm interested in building has been major. I've really honed in on a few people that I really enjoy and that I really vibe with and I'm investing in hanging out with them. I think getting different lunches and coffees and walks with a bunch of different people is helpful to learn like who you vibe with. But the way that you actually get closer to someone is shared lived experience. So if you go on a walk with someone once and then you don't walk with them again for like four months, it's going to be different than if you choose to walk with that person every time you can walk. So I've been investing in the people that I really enjoy. And also I'm closer to Jonathan and Cubby and I'm closer to my family and then I'm closer to their friends now. So the whole thing has just like fallen into place and it's been great. So that's a positive update in my life. The next two things I want to talk about, and they're probably like the most actually inspiring and helpful parts of this episode. So I'm sorry I'm putting them towards the end, but you know what they say, save the best for last. I'm about to get into it, but real quick, I want to tell you about two more of our sponsors today. So I was just talking about therapy, and this episode is actually sponsored and brought to you by BetterHelp, which is great because I love when I get to go to therapy. It lights me up because I know I'm going to go in and talk about the things that are on my mind that I might be struggling with and hopefully walk away feeling like I have the tools to handle whatever it is I'm dealing with in life. 
whether it's work, relationships, family, friends. Therapy can help you tackle whatever it is you're experiencing. And BetterHelp specifically is entirely online. So it's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. I used to go to therapy every single week in college. And then when I graduated, I felt like I was at this place where I didn't need to be going anymore. And then in 2020, I was struggling and I thought I need to go back. So I restarted again. And I have been going pretty much every other week for the past two years. It's been so helpful for me to learn positive coping skills, how to set boundaries. It empowers me to be the best version of myself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. It really is for all humans and everyone. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash realpod to get 10% off your first month today. That's betterhelp, betterhelp.com slash realpod. And lastly, this episode is sponsored by Bite Toothpaste. Bite Toothpaste bits are so much fun. They're so convenient. You just pop a bit in your mouth, chew it up, and start brushing, and it will turn into paste just like you're used to, but with none of the mess and no plastic tube. I did not know this, but apparently we swallow five to 7% of our toothpaste every single time we brush our teeth, which is an entire blob of toothpaste every seven days. And toothpaste is not something that we really should be eating, but it's weird to think about that stat because we kind of are. That's why Bite Toothpaste makes dry toothpaste tablets made with great ingredients that are sulfate-free, palm oil-free, and glycerin-free. They also come in refillable glass jars, and they send refills in compostable pouches. So not only are they great for your bodies, but they're better for the earth. Max and I have so much fun with Bite Toothpaste bits. I'm just popping it in my mouth, chewing it up. It's kind of like a magic trick, honestly. And then as soon as I feel the paste forming, I use my toothbrush, brush, 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 and then I am minty, fresh, and clean. Bite is offering RealPod listeners 20% off their first order. That's you. So go to trybite.com slash RealPod or use code RealPod at checkout to claim this deal. That's trybite, T-R-Y-B-I-T-E dot com slash RealPod for 20% off your first order. Trybite.com slash RealPod and use code RealPod at checkout to claim this deal. Okay, we are back from the commercial break after my gnarly cliffhanger. I hope you stuck around, but I meant it because these are two things that have been really changing my life, seriously, and how I show up and how I act. And both of these things I have kind of been exploring in therapy and they're patterns that have allowed me to have more peace in my life. And peace is what we are all trying to get to. The first one is the power of pausing. I have been thinking about this a lot recently, and I actually got this pendant necklace from Millier Diamond Concierge, and one of the symbols I put on it was a pause. It was a big takeaway from reading A New Earth by Eckhart Tolle. Aubrey and I did a So Much to Say book club podcast on that. If you want to listen, it's in the Real Pod feed. You can find it anytime. But one of the big takeaways was pausing and not reacting so quickly because your first reaction is ego and your second reaction is your higher self. It's your wise mind. And I've had times recently where I want to fire off the text right away, or I want to ask the question right away, or I want to give someone an answer right away. Like 
I feel like I've always had this sense of urgency behind everything that I'm doing. I think it's a mix of my personality in general. I'm kind of type A in that sense that I want to get things done and I want to get them done now. I think I pick up a lot of that from my mom. That's very much how my mom functions. And also because I'm a little bit of a perfectionist, I like to know things are done and they're perfect and they're the way that I want them. And then it's like, okay, now I can move on to then stressing about making the next thing perfect. So this element of a pause has been really powerful. It's been empowering to say, I'm not sure. I need to think about this. I'll get back to you. Or I'm actually not open to talking about this today. I was hoping we could talk about X, Y, Z. I feel like it was this thing where I always used to want to go to someone and like pick up the phone and call them and like just get on the thing right then and there. But I've had to recognize that there are certain moments where things are powerful and they're going to hit more. And if I had to give some examples of this, I would say, you know, it's not texting people back right away. It's allowing them to wait so that you can think about what you'd really want to say and sleep on it and wake up and gather your thoughts. And whether it's a really deep thing or not, you just don't have to respond to everyone the second that they want something from you. It can also look like a friend maybe lets you down or doesn't show up for you in the way that you want. But instead of right then and there saying, I can't believe you just said that. That really bothers me. And then like opening this can of worms, it's hearing the thing, taking it in, and then kind of proceeding and having the great day that you wanted to have and thinking about this later and thinking, hmm, I wonder why they said that. Am I taking it too personally? Am I overreacting? Like actually taking the time to fully assess a situation, understand your role in it, give people the benefit of the doubt, and then think about how you want to show up in the confrontation part of it. I posted this once. It's from Jeff Saad, who was on RealPod, who I love, but it's a quote that basically says, Never react until one, I have thought about their why. Two, it's not about me. Three, empathize and understand. Four, use sheer love to dissolve all. And five, remember that being right never helps. I can't tell you how game changing it's been for me to pause and do all of that work to then show up the best way that I can in even the tough situations. It honestly makes me like more mentally strong. I feel wiser and I just feel like no situation is worthy of panic. So to sum this up, a big thing that's been helping me a lot in my life is this pause, taking the breaths, taking the beat, whether it's one minute, five minutes, 10 minutes, an entire day, an entire week before reacting to something. And the way you can let someone know about this, and I actually was in like a major, major situation, issue, disagreement, argument with someone last year. And this person was like sending me all these texts, trying to call me, like really wanted to talk about this thing. I was not in the place to talk about it because I was still feeling a lot of emotions. And when you're feeling lots of anger or lots of sadness or lots of disappointment or lots of any emotion, you're not thinking clearly because that ego voice is overpowering you to be angry or to be sad. So I had to say to this person, I'm not ready to talk. I love you. I need time to have a clear head and properly communicate how I feel. 
And it's it's going to be hard for other people because they are maybe not doing the work and they want the answer now and they want to talk about it now and they want to solve it now. But once again, you don't have to be on anyone else's time. And that's something else I've been realizing. I can be on my own time. Of course, I don't want to inconvenience others. I don't want to disrespect them. But there are certain things where just because someone wants it done now doesn't mean it has to get done now if it is really not an urgent matter. So that's what I have to say there. The power of pause is powerful. (laughs) And then lastly, I wanted to do like a full episode on this because it has just been game changing for me, but I literally don't think I can talk about it for more than 10 minutes. There's just not that much to say, uh, probably less. I touched on this in my New Year's resolutions with the girls. I said, I want to have bystander energy. I want to mind my own business. I don't want to get involved with things that don't involve me. And I want to protect my peace. And I have really been walking the walk. I talked the talk, but now I've walked the walk. And I've had so many instances recently where I have seen myself have the urge to get involved with something or to fix something or to help someone. And I haven't because I realize that A, they did not directly ask me for help. So that's my rule right now. Unless someone says, Vic, what are your thoughts on this? How would you handle it? Can you help me? Vic, I need your help. Can you come do this? Unless I am explicitly asked, I'm not involving myself in anything. And of course, there's like small times where people might not ask for something and you can read between the lines and you want to do the thing because you love them or because you care about them. But that's few and far between, I've realized. Let me give you an example. I was at the airport the other day. And there was a guy who was like trying to get on a flight and the person at the counter right outside the gate was just like being really mean. And then I don't think she was understanding him. And it was just like from the outside looking in, just not a good situation. And I, of course, I'm like, how can I walk a little closer so I can hear what's going on? How can I sit closer so I can eavesdrop? Should I get up and say, excuse me, sir, do you need help? And should I advocate for him? because I think that I could solve the problem. Like that is literally what went through my mind. And this was for like a 5 a.m. flight when I was going to visit Yaya. And then I thought to myself, Victoria, if this man needed help, maybe he would turn around and say, well, can someone help me? Or like, I, I don't know, maybe he would ask. He's not asking. So mind your own business and board the flight with your ticket because you have a ticket. So that's an example. Another example is I have a friend who I know would really enjoy if something happened in their life, just a particular thing. Just bear with me. And I have another friend who was like, let's call one of them Sally who wants the thing to happen. And then let's call the worrier Sarah. So Sarah's like, hey, don't you think Sally wants blah, 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 blah? Why don't we plant the seed and say blah, blah, blah to all these people so that we can get what we know Sally wants to happen to happen. And I'm looking at these texts from Sarah and I'm thinking, no, (laughs) I'm thinking. So what I'm supposed to do now is meddle into what we think that Sally wants. And I'm going to go now text all these other people to ask them to do something or to rally them to do something. And now I'm like the leader and I'm the spearheader and I've gone out on a limb and I have texted these people and involved myself in making something happen for Sally, who never told me 
that she wanted me to make this happen, who never asked us to make this happen. And then now I'm going to be involved in this big thing happening or not happening and all these people. And it's like, I don't want that. No, thank you. I'm a really good friend to Sally. I've done everything I could do for Sally. I'm hitting the brakes. I'm pumping the gas. Okay. So I responded to Sarah and I said, Hey, so sweet of you to think of this. I'm sure Sally would love that. If you want to reach out to everyone, go ahead. I support heart emoji, heart emoji. But like, I am not going to do it. And I realized that I'm kind of the person that has always been that. And actually, another example is over Christmas, my family got into a debate about something. And it went from just like, you know, a light disagreement of stances to then like people getting a bit more serious and emotional about their different opinions. And I'm usually the person that's like, hey, 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 you guys, you guys, you guys, let's not talk about this at dinner. You guys can talk about this later. Let's enjoy dinner. I'm the one that butts in, chimes in and says, let's fix this problem. And as this argument was happening and getting more intense, I thought to myself, okay, there's six people at this table. Anyone could chime in and say, hey, let's not talk about this now. Hey, let's simmer down. No one's doing it. Why am I the one that's going to do it? Why is everyone looking at me to do it? You know what I want to do? I'm going to get up and I'm going to go to the bathroom and I'm going to fix my hair, put on my lip gloss, maybe text a friend. I'm going to take five minutes, avoid that high stress situation, and then I'm going to walk back and see where we're at then. And so that's what I did. And by the time I got back, the argument was still going and the three other people there were sitting in silence. And I thought to myself, Victoria, no, you cannot. You cannot because this is bystander energy. This is what we want to do. We want to just sit here and we want to let other people have their thing. Because guess what? If I do chime in and I say, hey, 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 let's not talk about this here. I'm now involved. And now someone could say to me, oh, Victoria, you're always trying to control the situation or, oh, you're just saying that because you agree with this person. And it's like now I'm involved. Now when we reflect on the dinner, it's not two people, it's three people. And then the next day, I don't know, maybe if there's weird energy, I'm now involved in it as opposed to just keeping my peace. So I hope that this whole thing made sense, but I have been really taking the pause to then think about how I want to be in a situation. And it, the choice is always to not involve myself. And as a result, I feel like I have less problems in my life. I have less like issues to deal with because I'm not involved in things. And it's shocking. And it's funny because when I said this to my therapist, she laughed so hard. I was like, it's crazy how many people don't want me in their situations. <laughs> like, it's wild how there's not that much to deal with because I'm not involving myself in it. So that's been a wonderful part of the start to the year for me. And it's a reason why I feel like I don't have that many problems happening. I am a self-proclaimed people pleaser, problem fixer, helper. And I am recovering from that. And it has allowed me lots of quiet time, downtime, and very little conflict. And I'm enjoying it. So I hope if you relate to that, this maybe encourages you to take some of those steps in your own life, because trust me, it's worth it. That was my chaotic life update for you on this wild Wednesday. Thanks for listening. I hope that you enjoyed it please leave me a rating and a review if you want to share some feedback and your thoughts. And I just might shout you out on next week's episode. Don't forget to subscribe to RealPod so you never miss an episode. And I will see you next week. 
Thank you so much for listening to this episode of RealPod. If this hit home or helped you in some way, send it to a friend, a teammate, roomie, share the love, share the realness. New episodes of RealPod come out every single Wednesday. So make sure you are subscribed to this podcast so you never miss an episode. To leave a rating or review of the show, head to iTunes and let me know what you think. I love hearing from you. Not to mention, you can stay connected with RealPod throughout the week, seeing behind the scenes info and sneak previews of upcoming guests by following the at RealPod account on Instagram. All information about today's show and guests will be linked in the description of this episode. Thanks again for listening. I love you guys so, so much. Let's go dominate the day. And as always, keep it real. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.